The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and sexual content. Viewers be advised, the show is rad. Loosely Canon Podcast does not own any of these stories or properties. All characters and stories shared on this show are fictional, and any likeness to real people or situations are coincidental. I want to end him. I want to ruin him. But I also kind of want to ruin that ass. And welcome back to Loosely Canon, a podcast where enemies become lovers. I'm your host, Andrew, and joined with me, as always, is Q. That's me, Q. I'm here. Yeah, we're back, and today we have a brand new fanfic for y'all. And it's actually on a show that we both really, really like. Do you want to tell them about it, Q? Since you're the one who introduced it to me, you introduce it to our audience. Yeah, it's this uh, show on Netflix called Alice in Borderland. Uh, I was kind of just scrolling through Netflix one day, looking for something I clicked on pretty much the first thing i see it is still is one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life alice in borderland originally was a manga in japan the most recent season came out i think we think within the last year yeah uh really fun show and if you don't mind we're gonna give you the most spoiler free description of it that we possibly can uh if you haven't watched it you gotta it's fantastic but we're joined with a uh, protagonist named Arisu, and he's kind of like a little bit of a bum. He doesn't really uh, do a, much. He's a gamer. He's a gamer, yeah. You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> uh, hey, gamers aren't bums, man. Well, he is being a bum because he doesn't go to job interviews. He doesn't really have many prospects. Uh, he's super duper smart, but he just wants to sit around and game all day. And he also hangs out with two of his friends, Kairube and Shota, all kind of always hang out together. And one day, uh, while they're doing some shenanigans in, uh, I think, Shibuya uh, Park, they yeah. they kind of like are running from the police. And then like the lights go out and they're transported into a mysterious world where everything doesn't make sense. And they're thrust into these like horrible death games just to survive. Yeah. It's almost, it's like a, it's like a Japanese version of squid game. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this is going to be a spoiler episode since the events that are going to happen in this story happen in the second season. So if you want to kind of get your own like personal fresh view of it, go watch some mouse in borderland, come back to this episode. Or if you're just like, Hey, I want to hear me some fanfic and that'll get me into the show works just as well. Cause I guarantee you what's going to happen in this story does not happen in the show. Yeah. It's, it's not probably not going to happen at all, but um, for more background uh, I'm going to tell you about two characters that are going to appear in the story. The first is uh, Shishia, which is Q's favorite character in the show, which you know, I honestly my, don't understand. One of my favorite characters in the show. You and I share yes. a favorite character. We're going to gush for a second. Our favorite character is this absolute unit of a man. Oh, my goodness. His name is Kiyuma. Yeah, Kiyuma. He's, he's, he has the best lines. He's got the best... Pecs. Pecs. Um, glutes. You get a couple of good glute shots there. If you're wondering how I know this, it's because Kiyuma is also a nudist. Yeah, Kiyuma's a nudist in the show. 
and it's how you're introduced to him. It's how he remains, and uh, he never puts a single article of clothing on. And it's it's awesome. Uh, and it's he awesome. is the coolest dude in the world. Uh, we stand Kiyuma here. Dude's a freaking legend. Oh yeah. Q's second favorite character is someone named uh, Shishia, and he is uh, what I would like to call. He gives me like pick me energy. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. A little bit. Uh, he he wears like all white, like all the time. His hair is all white. He kind of a doctor. Yeah, he somehow he is a pediatric surgeon, and he has this aloofness and also kind of just general disregard that you would not associate with a doctor. I don't think his bedside manner needs work. Yes, like he he looks like he'd walk up to you and be like. I'm so sorry. The diagnosis is not good. Um, you have ooh, two seconds to live. Um, <laughs> do you want to pay your bill now or yeah, later? It's, it's actually, it's got to be yeah, now. You have to do it now. It's yeah. now. That's kind of his stick. And the other character is going to be Naragi. Uh, Naragi is, and I'm trying to find the nicest way of saying this one in particular, a fucking scumbag. Yeah, yeah, he's horrible. He's the worst character in the entire show. He does several things, which I am not going to say on uh, this description right now, but he is the absolute worst. He attempts to murder, kill, steal for no seemingly no reason. He is just the absolute worst and is a arch rival to Shishia throughout essentially the entire uh, story of Alice in Borderland. Yeah, they've got a couple meet meetings where, yeah, let's say some stuff goes down. Our writer today, which, by the way, shout out to Rafe Films, is going to take that relationship, and apparently we are going to have these two characters bang. Boning. Boning. Well, well, uh, I mean, that's kind of like a thing in American culture now, even well, in pretty much any any film culture now, where they want to take like two arch rivals and turn them into lovers. I mean, look yeah, at, like, like look at Naruto, Sasuke, Naruto, Sasuke, Star Wars, Rey and Kylo. Yeah, Rey and Kylo. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, so and especially in fanfic communities, uh, lovers to enemies is very common. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who is well versed in fanfic. But if you're not and you're listening to it, hey, apparently someone that you hate could be someone you bone. You never know. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get started today. Our story today is called Pain and Pleasure, That's What You Are. The summary, Shishia and Naragi stumble upon each other before the battle royale. Things take a different turn than the one they expected. Or, well, not really. Uh, That's our story today. By the way, uh, Array Films was also super kind as to include a Spotify playlist to enjoy with this story. So if you want to go read it once again the link is in our show notes but also hey you got some little tunes to listen to while you read it sounds like a perfect time to me let's begin pain and pleasure that's what you are by ray films the sun was slowly hiding away behind the buildings of tokyo when shishia walked out of the prison having just cleared the jack of hearts game he could hear matushita's screams faintly as the other two survivors tortured him for information it wasn't his problem to deal with though The blimp exploded over the blonde's head, causing him to turn and take a look at his achievement. That's it, then. One less problem to think about. You know, that's one of the things I appreciate about GCA is he's not one of those I'm not going to look at the explosions because I'm too cool kind of guy. He wants to see that. Yeah, no, Shishia is definitely the guy to turn around. Like They're like, hey, it's a solar eclipse. Don't look at it. He's going to be like raw dog and just looking straight at it. Hell yeah. (laughs) He said, talking to himself like he usually did and smiling proudly. He knew there were still a few face cards left in Tokyo, 
one of which he was hoping to get to play a Diamonds game next. Getting lost in his thoughts as he walked down the street, he snapped out of it pretty quickly, though, hearing gunshots in the distance. And by the sounds of them, they were getting closer. He jogged to the nearest building, walking in with his hands tucked in his pockets and heading upstairs so that he'd have a better view of the street. The King of Spades had to be close. He was sure of it. So the King of Spades, um, maniac with a gun. Yeah, he's just a crazy guy with a gun that just, like, shoots people out of nowhere. I imagine, like, as a, a Japanese, like, audience would see this and be like, oh, my God, someone's shooting in the streets. And we're just like, as someone who watches a lot of America cinema, like, I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, there's a guy with a gun. Why wouldn't there be? Uh, when they were unmasking him, I was expecting him to be an American. <laughs> it, it, it's Bubba from Arkansas. Yeah, I was assuming it was going to be my uncle or something. It was the weakest man, southern man versus... <laughs> <laughs> Were all the other buildings occupied then? Naragi asked, his tone somewhere between bitter and insanely sweet. He hadn't seen the younger guy since that night at the beach, when he'd assumed that he was the witch and he'd set him on fire. Quite literally. Thank fuck for that swimming pool and for his strong will to live, because otherwise he wouldn't be standing where he was right now. By the way, uh, yeah, uh, Shishia set Naragi on fire. Yeah. Uh, and Naragi, literally yeah naragi spends the rest of the show like burnt to a crisp yeah no he's extra crispy. yeah like my toast <laughs> the, that clever son of a bitch with those infuriatingly gorgeous eyes of course he'd survived as well not that he cared not that he'd thought about the king of spades shooting him not that he'd fantasized about shooting him himself or maybe he had he'd never admit it out loud though Shishia turned to look at the brunette, rising a brow as he shifted his weight from one foot to the other. He'd had a feeling that Naragi hadn't died that night, but still, seeing him there, looking like that, it was shocking. He had a surprise very well, chuckling a little as he stepped away from the windows, not wanting to be an easy target for the man hunting them. Naragi snorted, rolling his eyes and slowly making his way over to one of the windows. We have to stop meeting like this he commented, glancing over at the other before fixing his gaze upon the city. Have you come to set me on fire again? Shishio was aware that the space between them had nearly disappeared now, keeping his guard up since he knew what Naragi was capable of. He leaned against the wall, slipping his hands out of his pockets and watching the brunette silently, observing. It hadn't been that long since their last encounter, but somehow Naragi's wounds had healed, leaving scars all over his face and torso. Yeah, I always wondered why. Yeah, and he like he turns his like shirt into a shawl. Like he's crispy, but he is straight. He's not like you would expect someone who is a recent, like a couple day ago burn victim. Yeah, he looks like he's been healed. I think that's what they actually did. They actually set the actual actor on fire. He who wanted to experience it, so he knew how to act it. So he actually set him on fire, and then he came back like a year later. Like he's like, yeah, he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, he does his own stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think Naragi uh, exploring empty Tokyo is just like because they haven't got any back team? <laughs> I need some aloe. It burns. The piercing on his nose was gone, but the ones on the side of his face were still there, covered by messy strands of dark hair. He found himself wondering whether his tongue piercing was also gone. Well, he could always blame that Yaba guy and the chick he enslaved for having been so reckless as to have sex right before the game started, as if the prison wasn't full of people by then. Of course, he'd had the misfortune of being the only person who'd seen them. He hadn't said anything about it, though, apart from briefly mentioning it to Ipe. That was a weird scene, right? 
Uh, you mean like when they're in the prison and they just cut and like they're just banging? Yeah, there's just two random people who uh, were just like, they're not major characters in the show. You just met them and it's like, oh, by the way, these two people are banging. They had an hour. I assume they got bored. And if you're in death games. There is no stronger aphrodisiac. Right, yeah. Except for our main character. Uh, Arisu. Arisu. Who has every single woman in the world hit on him and he is dead oblivious. Yeah, he's a virgin the whole time. So sorry to, to ruin that for you. Yeah, uh, he does not get laid. So, And this story's not even about him, so yeah, he's taking L's in fanfic too. Naragi looked different from the monster he'd burned back at the beach, but Shishia could tell that he hadn't really changed. He was still the same asshole. The same asshole they found so damn interesting. On the bright side... His chances of survival increased at the possibility of leaving Naragi for dead and fleeing in case the King of Spades decided to check that building out of every single place in Tokyo. What the fuck are you looking at? Naragi's voice filled the otherwise quiet room, his eyes narrowing as he took in the sight of Shishia watching him, just a few steps away from where he was standing. He was giving him that damn look again, like he was smarter or something. Like he'd figured him out entirely already and was anticipating every single move he'd make. Like he had any idea of how much he wanted to grab him and ruin him. Like he had any idea of how badly he wanted to hear him scream and beg. And as much as it drove him crazy, he couldn't hide the fact that he was also intrigued. He wanted to know what was going on inside of the blonde's mind whenever he gave him that look. I was unaware until about halfway through the sentence that we had now switched point of views. Yes. Uh, so it seems like we're going back and forth like between both of their heads, like see what they're thinking. Okay. I like how Naragi's internal monologue is like, what the fuck is this guy? I think he's so smart. He's like he's, he's, like he's a doctor or something. <laughs> so fucking smug. Who do you think you are? Some sort of pediatric surgeon? Like you do heart surgery? Bastard. Shishia struggled but held his gaze, reaching up to brush some hair out of his own face, not breaking the eye contact. He'd never been intimidated by Naragi, and he wasn't about to start now. Do they still hurt? It seems almost impossible that you feel this quickly, he said simply, keeping his usual poker face. Naragi's expression turned from annoyance to anger in a matter of seconds, his eyes turning dark. He strutted across the room, his left hand coming up and wrapping around Shishia's slender neck. He pushed the blonde against the wall, reaching for his gun and pointing it at his face. Why the fuck would you ask that, huh? He spit out every word like it was pure venom, staring down into Shishia's frustrating eyes. I should kill you for what you did to me. I should. He let out a frustrated groan, his hand tightening around the other's neck, leaving marks over that smooth skin that he'd longed to touch for so long. I'm amazed at how quickly, like, the, like, I'm going to call it intrusive sexual thoughts are entering his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it happened for Chisia too. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to grab your neck. Oh, your neck's so soft. Oh, this is amazing. I want to fucking kill this man. But also, I wonder if his tongue ring is still there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to end him. I want to ruin him. But I also kind of want to ruin that ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shishia didn't reply, not because he didn't want to, not because he couldn't, but because his brain had stopped working the moment that Naragi's fingers had tightened around his neck. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there it is. (laughs) Man, like... I'm the smartest character in the whole show, but I'm a little hard right now. 
I like I was like, I'm going to keep my guard up. I'm not going to let anyone hurt me. But then he started choking. He's like, ooh, I might be into this. Choke me harder. Leaving him breathless. He focused on trying to hold the brunette's gaze, though, knowing that any sudden move could cause the unstable lunatic in front of him to pull the trigger. And, well, Shishio was screwed because that unstable lunatic standing in front of him had such an effect on him that he wasn't quite sure what to do with himself. He'd never shown any weakness before because he knew how stupid that was when surrounded by dangerous people. And that was what his relationship with Naragi felt like. Even calling it a relationship seemed stupid because they weren't friends and they weren't enemies. Not really. But they were alike. And that was why Shishia understood him. That was why he was drawn to Naragi all the damn time. I like how they're like, yeah, no, no, we're not enemies. I set him on fire, but I could do that to anyone. I set him on fire. He was trying to shoot me with a sniper rifle. Yeah, but we're not enemies. I, I like how it's kind of like just a little bashy. He's like, I, I don't want to kill him. It's also it's also like, we're so damn alike. Me, a pediatric doctor. You, an insane psychopath that shoots anything you see. You understand me. <laughs> Naragi was irritated, but not enough to actually kill him. He didn't want to admit it. But he didn't want Shishia to die, because that meant there would be no one left in that cursed land who could understand him for what he really was. For who he really was. There would be no one left who had the guts to stand there and hold his gaze while he held a gun pointed at his annoying face. He didn't know how or when it had happened, but he knew that Shishia was the only person in Borderland who could see through him. Through all the facades, through his pain and anger, if Shishia died... He'd be all alone again. Something in his face must have betrayed him because Shishia's expression was now challenging again, like he'd figure out what he was thinking about just now. His fingers dug into the younger guy's skin, making him gasp for air. Shishia's eyes rolled back at the feeling, his lips parting due to the lack of oxygen. Bro, you ju- he just came. I know, he's like, uh. <laughs> Story's over? Yeah. Climax <laughs> okay. has reached. And yeah, thanks for coming to Lucy Cannon, we're... We'll see you next week. <laughs> Even now, in this moment, being choked quite possibly to death by none other than Naragi, he felt like he was the one catching fire. He wasn't sure when his hands had come up to rest over the hand choking him, and he wasn't sure why Naragi hadn't batted them away, but he was aware of the way the room was starting to spin. Naragi's eyes darkened at the sight, watching Shishia for a moment before releasing him. This was getting too real for him, and now he wasn't sure how to proceed. I like how he's like, what, are, are you enjoying this? No, stop. Stop enjoying it. Please. Wait, hang on. You're giving me a lot of confusing vibes right now. <laughs> I'm normal. You made it weird. <laughs> it had always been easy with Usagi because all he had to do was overpower her, intimidate her, and prove that he could fuck women like he was meant to. <laughs> <laughs> like he was meant to. I like how he's just saying like, Hey, this guy, this guy right here, he fucks. I fuck. And don't you dare say anything otherwise. But whenever something like this, something real happened, he felt like a lost puppy. He'd known ever since he was a teen that he didn't like girls the way he should, but that had only brought him pain. So after years of getting bullied and beat up, he shut out that part of himself, always making sure there were other people in the room who could corroborate the fact that he could. In fact, fuck women. (laughs) He could, in fact, fuck women. So are they trying to say that the reason why 
Noragi is such a psychopathic piece of shit because he's in the closet? Uh, I think so. He he just wants people, he wants that illusion of like, yo, Naragi, my guy Arat Naragi fucks. Yeah, he fucks. And often. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, thinking of the show, I get really uncomfortable when I have when I think of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. That he was normal. He felt like he should make a comment just to make sure he'd won whatever sick game they were playing, but his mind was blank. He could feel the adrenaline pumping through his veins, the need for release, the drunken feeling of finally overpowering that clever bastard. His hands were moving before he could think this through, throwing the gun over his shoulder, grabbing Shashia's somehow unstained white jacket, and ripping it off his shoulders. No one could see them there, so he had nothing to prove, nothing to hide. If this was his last day alive, he wanted to go out with no regrets. No regrets. I like how they all. I like how um, our author also acknowledges why is Shishia's jacket somehow unstained white? <laughs> yeah, like they're going in death games where there was like there's like literally like sewers of water like just pumping in and just like overflowing the place. But they're like, yeah, no, this guy says he has clean white clothes just constantly. Yeah, he's constantly sprinting away from the King of Spades who's trying to shoot everybody. Blood is, like, flying everywhere. Rubble's flying everywhere. There's massive explosions from balloons. Um, They've spent, I think at this point, weeks, maybe even months of time without taking a shower, and yet there's not a single stain on this man's jacket. Yeah, we don't know how. Maybe he's just that determined. He just looks the blood. He looks at the blood with those smoldering eyes, and his blood's like, no, no, I can't. The blood's like, he's figured me out. I have to leave. <laughs> Shishia recovered as fast as he could, failing to process what was happening as he tried to get as much oxygen as he could back in his lungs. He felt Naragi's hands stripping him, but for some reason, he didn't fight back. He didn't try to stop him. He was surprised when he realized he was actually pulling at Naragi's black shirt, fighting to get him to undress as well. He wasn't an idiot. He was aware of the attraction that he felt towards the psychopath in front of him, but he had been hoping to avoid confronting his own feelings, or whatever this was. So Chisia just has a thing for bad boys. I guess so. It doesn't make much sense to me where he's like, oh man, when you shot all those people in the head for no reason, that got me going. Yeah, this isn't a bad boy. This is a really... <laughs> this is a this is an awful human. Yeah. Um, this isn't like... Wow, he's got dark side, but there's something good in there. No, it's just all pitch black. There's nothing in it in that soul of his. There's really nothing in the brain either, honestly. No, he does not think things through. And we'll see how he thinks this one through. Uh, Naragi grabbed the shorter guy's wrists, pinning them to the wall easily. If they're really going to do this, he'd be the one in charge. Don't move, he hissed, slipping his leg between Shashia's thighs and pressing him against the wall as he closed the gap between their bodies completely. You know, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a prediction in the story. I think Shashia is actually a power bottom. Okay, power bottom. Uh, I can I can see. So obviously, like it's leading to Naragi is obviously gonna be the top. But it seems as though I, I like I can see the whole like role reversal. Like, let's just be honest, Naragi is way too insecure to be a, a confident top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm th- I'm thinking Shashia 
I think he's going to be in control. I think. Let's just see where it goes. Let's I mean, see. looking at those those eyes, he's got it all figured out. Shishia didn't complain, relaxing under Naragi's grip and tipping his head to the side when he felt the brunette's tongue run over his skin from his collarbone up to his ear. He could feel that his tongue piercing was gone, but the feeling was still enough to send shivers down his spine. How did he lose the tongue piercing? I mean, he, he got burnt up in the fire. I'm assuming that the like hot metal piercings he has... Oh, Ow. no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I'm assuming they, like, basically, like, melted off his body, which means that tongue's got to hurt. Like, I I wouldn't be licking fucking anything uh, but, but, but popsicles. Shishia shivered as Naragi's scabby tongue ran over <laughs> his skin. <laughs> it feels like a cat. Oh. oh. What was it about Naragi that he seemed so fascinated by? He couldn't understand. Just hurry up, he said, trying to keep his voice steady as he pushed his hips forward, hoping it would be enough for Naragi to stop wasting time and get straight to the point. For someone who acts so damn clever all the time, you sure seem dumb. I'm in control. You're not in any position to make demands, Naragi said, stating what he thought was obvious. It was driving him crazy how calm and collected Shishio was all of a sudden, giving that infuriating look as if his leg wasn't currently pressed against his growing erection as if this wasn't just another normal day for him. Oh, he'd make sure Shishia remembered this. I just thought it'd be pretty inconvenient to run around with missing clothes and an erection. The King of Spades could walk in any moment now and kill us in a matter of seconds. But please do take your time, Naragi. I love that. (laughs) I love that. He's like, I don't want to be running around half naked and with a massive boner. There's kind of a guy out there shooting people, so let's let's make this quick. And he's like, let's make it snappy. Come on now. Shishia stated, his voice as steady as ever. He made sure not to break eye contact, licking over his lower lip when he whispered the other's name. For the first time in a really long time, he was trapped between the wall and the brunette's burnt body, but somehow he felt safer than he'd had in weeks. Besides, he was the patient type of person, knowing that if he waited long enough, he get to play this out however he wanted. Naragi huffed, hating that the blonde man was right. He'd gotten intoxicated by the feeling of finally being able to touch and ruin him, and therefore he'd completely forgotten where they were. A dumb move, really. He was smarter than that. Disagree. Yeah, nothing that he's ever done on the show has made me believe he's in any way smart at all. No, incredibly short-sighted. He wasn't about to admit defeat, though reaching up to grab Shishia's face with his left hand. Do you ever shut up? He hissed, trying to sound as menacing as possible. Shishia is like the most silent character in the the whole show. I know, right? He does not say anything unless prompted otherwise. There there have been death games where he's just like sitting in the corner, just like, yeah. The very first time... I've already figured it out. The very first time you meet him, he's sitting in a corner listening to music, and he's just like... Emo headbanging the whole time. Yeah, he do, he do have the emo look. Oh, hell yeah. Which is why I assume he's also popular with uh, fanfic writers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he hissed, trying to sound as menacing as possible, but guessing he'd failed by the look on the other's face. He frowned deeply, holding him tightly as he finally gave in to what he'd wanted ever since they'd met, leaning in and claiming those pretty lips. Shishia smiled to himself and leaned in as close as he could, He'd fantasized about this a few times, 
but he never would have imagined they'd be kissing in some random building while they awaited their death. Or actually, maybe he would have. It didn't seem like such a crazy idea right now. He gasped against Naragi's lips when he felt the brunette's hands slip under his thighs, lifting him and carrying him somewhere. He couldn't care less about where they were going, because now his hands were free. Free to roam over Naragi's body as he pleased. Free to wrap around his neck and pull him even closer, if possible. Now look, I don't want to make a radical claim here, but I feel like a recent burn victim, uh, I don't feel like their body would be, a, I don't know like how pleasant of an experience that would be. You know, like if it, like he literally got burned like two nights ago and he's just like, hands, yeah, that's got to be awful yeah. for both parties involved. Yeah, it was two days ago that he ended up getting like scorched. And uh, yeah, first of all, Naragi's got to be feeling pretty bad right now. Uh, he was like has third degree burns all over his body. Somehow they've healed. Um, but also, Chisia is probably running his hands over some um, pussy. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's just getting everywhere. He's like, let me rub it on my face real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's good skin moisture. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, even in the show, Naragi's in, like, clear pain. Like, I think at one point, Usagi just slaps him on, like, the part where he's burnt, and he's just like, oh, this fucking hurts. Yeah, he's also, like, puking blood at this point because he has some internal injuries. As well. I mean, he, he, he didn't just burn people. He fell off a building. Mm-hmm. He has internal injuries. He's obviously bleeding internally. He's like puking blood every like 30 minutes. Yeah, um, don't worry. Uh, I got you. So she has smiled in and leaned as close as he could. He'd fantasized about this. He even fantasized as the warm red liquid poured from Naragi's mouth into his own as he puked blood. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say that? No, I made that oh, okay. up. I no, like, I made that oh, up. Oh, please. No. <laughs> we have to record something else because I'm not going to get through this. <laughs> Naragi broke the kiss, throwing Shishia not so delicately on top of what looked like an abandoned office desk and quickly crawled over him, kissing every spot of his skin he could reach. You annoy me so damn much, he whispered, lifting up his shirt and licking all over his abdomen, all the way down to the waistband of his black sweatpants. You and your stupid smile, he added, glancing up at Shishia from where he was, just wanting to make sure that this was real. He hadn't been sleeping much lately, so he wasn't really sure of what was real and what wasn't. Shishia tipped his head back, blonde hair falling over his shoulders as he lifted his hips, urging Naragi to go faster. He'd been trapped in that damn prison for hours, not getting any sleep, constantly on edge. It was only fair that he'd use the situation to take the edge off. I'm falling asleep over here, he whispered, knowing how to push the right button. He smiled to himself when he felt the older guy's hands over his legs, pulling his pants and underwear all the way down to his ankles and leaving them there, not bothering to take them off completely. Shishia reached down to take off his own shirt, throwing it aside but not too far away, just in case. He then leaned back, holding himself up on his elbows and eyeing Naragi's still fully clothed body with a raised brow. So wait, he took off his shirt but he's still clothed? Uh, no, I think Naragi's still fully clothed, but Shishia... She, she has pants down right now. Pants down and shirt off. Okay. This is a one-side transaction. Naragi could feel how Shishia was somehow still in control. Despite being in such a vulnerable position, it was getting on his nerves. 
He shrugged his button-up shirt off, reaching down to unbuckle his belt and unzip his own pants. If Shashia wanted him to hurry up, then he'd do the exact opposite. He'd wipe that stupid smile off his stupid face in no time. This is... As someone who's a fan of Shashia and who hates Naragi and wants him to uh, never get anything he wants... Are you? Please hurry! This is painful. <laughs> I I can't tell if you're on board for this or off board. Uh, this is this is extremely painful. <laughs> uh, I want I want Naragi to hurry hurry it up. I have been looking forward to this episode because uh, Q loves Shishia and hates Naragi, so this is just a perfect in between for me. When is the favorite character gonna show up? He was tagged, right? I believe so. Yes. I don't know if he's gonna appear. That might have been a lie. Those bastards. <laughs> they tagged Cuba and he never shows up. Shishia watched as Naragi got rid of his own pants and underwear, keeping the black tank top and the bandages that covered his torso and arms on. He guessed he was still in pain since his body was burnt all over. <laughs> He'd had that one coming, though. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. The bomb was about to reach over and touch him when he felt himself being turned around, gasping loudly when Naragi spat over his hole. Hi, this is your host from the future. After careful consideration, we've deemed the following as too spicy for the general public. If you would like to see the rest of the story unedited in its full glory, you can find a link in our show notes below. Worry not, we've decided to play you the highlights of our reading set to a beautiful score. Enjoy. <laughs> Over his hole? What? Oh. <laughs> Slamming his fingers into him like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> because there, on it. There, there might not be. No. I mean, good. If your version of fun ends at just fingering someone's butt, then. <laughs> Fuck. I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> I got clothes. Slick his own cock, covered in precom. Uh, okay. We're just getting started, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be like she is just gonna whisper to him. He's just gonna be like, "It's because you're gay." <laughs> no, 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 no! I fuck so much more women than I fuck men. <laughs> I'm definitely not gay. I mean, they're going in raw right now. It is getting pretty aggressive. It, it, it is raw. Uh, I'm still not prepared. You always knew it was going to end in raw doggy style. I knew it was going to be some form of aggression, yeah. I don't think about kissing you ever again. I know you're deep inside me. Kissing Naragi shouldn't have been this hot. Actually, no, it should be. He is a burn victim. He does not have control over his sweat glands. <laughs> yeah. He is actually likely overheating. Yeah, yeah, there's probably heat just irradiating from this man. Hmm. What do you say, hot stuff? He added. That's That sounds kind of insensitive. What <laughs> <laughs> hot stuff? Shishia turned to... Fucking it raw, dog. Yeah. Clapping cheeks. <laughs> I prefer to keep my socks on. No, stop it. No. (laughs) He's a piece of toast, man, and he deserves to be toast. (laughs) He wondered what could possibly be so interesting. (laughs) What's he thinking about while he's plowing me? (laughs) 
comments. Praise comment. Oh, yeah, praise kink. Praise, praise kink. kink. I said praise comment. <laughs> hey, you did a great job. Oh! <laughs> Does he think that Arisu and them were fucking this whole time? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. How do you like that? I don't fuck as bad as Ari- Arisu, huh? And- Arisu is a devout virgin. Yeah. He is committed to not having <laughs> sex. I'm imagining they're just fucking in the window and the ace of spades or the king of spades just sees him and just shoots both of them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm imagining the king of spades sees him and he's like, uh, this is, this is, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go look for Arisu. The king of spades is just like, damn, I want to have sex too. Surprised when they come back to life and then start having sex with you. You know. That's, yeah. True, yeah. That, that Traditional exactly, courtship. Isn't that exactly what's having a Snow White? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Shia. He groaned. <laughs> <laughs> My man is literally like, ah, oh, still not gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After this, I'm going right back in that closet. Kuma would laugh for sure if he wasn't dead. No! Kuma? He asked after a moment, biting his lip when the brunette pulled away, suddenly feeling empty. Naragi hummed, admiring his work for a few moments. Shishia's pale body all covered in bruises, a few bite marks, and oh well, his cum dripping down his thighs. <laughs> that was a sight he knew he could never get sick of. Hmm, there was this naked dude back at the King of Clubs game, he commented, like it was perfectly normal thing to say. <laughs> He kept rambling about how clothes are meaningless and about how easy it is to get to know each other when there are no clothes involved. I, I'm choosing to believe that the reason why sex was on Naragi's mind this whole time was because he saw Kiyuma's physique and he was like, I gotta give me some of that. Exactly. Maybe he wasn't gay until after he saw Kiyuma and he was like, oh shit. That's an understandable reaction. I, I like how... Um, they have both climaxed. And uh, Naragi's first thing is to say another man's name. And Shishia's like, ah, normal, thinking about other men right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, well, they've both climaxed, and probably Naragi's like, I want this to continue. Let me think of humor real quick so I can get hard again. <laughs> How can you say that? We were gay all along. <laughs> <laughs> We've been gay this whole time. We've been gay this whole time. He kept rambling about how clothes are meaningless and about how easy it is to get to know each other when there are no clothes involved, he added, grabbing his pants and getting dressed. Shishia was puzzled, not really surprised, since it was Borderland after all. He'd seen some pretty crazy stuff since he'd gotten here. They let a naked guy play, was all he could say, limping slightly as he walked over to gather his own clothes. He wanted to add that having to play with a naked guy had to have been extremely distracting but he decided not to say anything else. It was distracting for me. I I didn't notice anything else in the frames. I was just like, I need to go work out. Cuma <laughs> <laughs> yeah. makes me want to go hit yeah, the gym. That's exactly what I thought when I was watching it. I'm like, man, I need to start getting some reps in for sure. Naragi smiled wickedly, watching as the younger guy limped around, not even considering helping him out. Truth was, even considering the danger they were in, it felt amazing to know that he'd done that. He was responsible for Shishia's condition. He'd been so much slower now. Was he worried that he could get shot? 
No, not at all. And frankly, even if he was, it made no difference. It would have been pretty weird if they'd let the king of clubs play his own game, he commented, leaning back over the desk and admiring how much Shishia was struggling to get dressed. Shishia's head turned embarrassingly quick then, watching Naragi with an expression he'd never shown before. The naked dude was the king of clubs? He frowned, trying to decide whether Naragi was fucking with him or not. No way, he added, grabbing his jacket and pulling it on. Naragi smiled proudly, tucking his hands in his pockets. Yep, he was a moron. I hate Naragi. How dare he sully the name of a good man? We have been through this. He's the worst. I wish I want to I want to rewind this podcast before he had sex. (laughs) (laughs) A hot moron, he thought to himself. Ooh, that's that's fair. Fair. That's fair. Fair. Anyway, I think it's safe to go now, seeing as nobody heard your embarrassingly loud moan, shorty, he added, not even trying to hide that he was trying to get a reaction out of the blonde. Shishia raised a brow, pulling his zipper up and moving to sit down on the couch, ignoring how much dust there was everywhere. Shorty, really, he chuckled, leaning back and closing his eyes for a moment. I've just found a decent couch after the most exhausting game I've played in a while. You bet I'm not going anywhere. But feel free to go if you're in a hurry, he added, getting comfy over the armrest. Naragi frowned at the display of something close to what a domestic life would have probably felt like. He wasn't expecting it, especially considering it was Shishia. He thought for a moment, silence filling the room as neither of them said anything else. What the hell? It was nighttime, and it wasn't like his visa would end anytime soon. He had nowhere else to be anyways. Yeah, Shorty. Don't see how I had to make the effort of leaning down just because of how short you are, he said, not wanting to sound like he'd done it for Shishia, because he hadn't. It was all for his own entertainment and pleasure. Right? Totally. He hesitated before slowly making his way to the couch, sitting on the further end, as far away from him as possible, as if they hadn't just fucked. Whatever. Cuddling wasn't his thing, and he had a feeling it wasn't Shishia's thing either, no matter how cuddly he looked right now. Good night, or whatever, he mumbled, crossing his arms as he slowly melted against the back of the couch. I like how his internal monologues even like, we're not going to sit next to him, we're not gay. And, he, <laughs> and the guy, his internal monologues like, totally. <laughs> Shishia smiled to himself, relaxing as he sprawled over the couch, his feet landing in Naragi's lap not bothering to move them away. Deep down, he was glad that Naragi didn't bat them away either. Good night, you complete idiot, he whispered. Baka! Baka! A satisfied smile on his face as he gave in to his exhaustion. At least it was just the two of them now, playing whatever sick game of trust and betrayal they had been playing since they'd met. And well, in any case, anything happened, they could alert each other. Or not. And that is the end of Pain and Pleasure, That Is What You Are by Rafe Films. Q, give me your thoughts. How do you? How did you like your portray- the portrayal of uh, Shishia in the story, your second favorite character? Okay, so it comforts me to know that this never happened. And in fact, it implies that both of them can <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. These two people are on the floor just, and they like, 
the the EMT crews come together. I'm like, this guy came. This guy came too. This guy's got jizz in his pants. Back to back back to your question. Um, I fucking hate it. Chi <laughs> uh, Chia is a like one of those like secret planner plotter kind of guys that like has these plans in order to win the game or whatever. It uh it it kind of breaks the allure to know that he's kind of just a sub. I don't I don't think he was a sub. I think he was I think he was the power bottom in that scenario. Even though he ended up enjoying and giving in a bit more than he intended to. It doesn't see, he didn't seem like he was doing any sort of power bottomy things though. I will say at the end of the show there is a moment. Uh, I'm not going to spoil in what context, but there is a moment at the end of the show where Shishia and Naragi kind of have a moment together. And it personally, I didn't get the romantic intention behind it, but I thought that there was a moment where Naragi and Shishia had an understanding in the aftermath and their lives would continue maybe together, maybe uh, friendship, romance, whatever, but it would continue changed by the nature of each other. So I thought that yeah. was like they caught, they possibly could have been friends in the end. And I think they even make a moment. They're like, oh, you're the same as me or something like that. And I think that's kind of what the writing was playing off of. But that was the honestly watching the show. That was that that was the dumbest little subplot. Yeah, like, uh, that's the there, one there thing. There's a lot of stuff about the show that I'm like, eh, but that was the fucking dumbest stuff. That's the one thing I never got watching the show. I never understood the part where they're like, she is like, yeah, you're just like me. I, a pediatric surgeon who had to make tough calls to save young people's lives. And you a wannabe Yakuza thug who murders people and yeah. beats them up because he feels insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he apparently now we've we've learned just because he's in the closet. Really. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so. But hey, guys, if you enjoyed this, please go to AO3, visit our link down in the show notes, give Rafe Films some kudos, some feedback, comment, and also go watch the show. If y'all end up watching Alice in Borderland because of this episode, awesome. We would love to hear from you. And you guys can always contact us at our email, uh, lucycannonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. I shitpost daily on there, so you can see the dumb things all the time. Yeah, there's also, uh, I mean, I want to say spoilers, but there's a little bit of hints at what our next episode is going to be. I mean, we we posted a little uh, Kiyuma picture. Yeah, exactly. So, and you can you can go to our Twitter and see what Kiyuma looks like and be like, fuck, that is a, that is a fine man. Fuck yeah, you will. So find us on Twitter at Loosely Cannon. Uh, follow us like whatever you feel like. And please share it, this uh, episode with people you think might be interested in it. Local uh, figureheads, charity people, people who are good inside. You know, I think they will love this episode in particular. Senators, state representatives. Yeah, if you want to get dirt on someone, just Joe Biden. send it to a politician and then you have hush money on them forever. Yeah. But hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. Please give us a shout if you want. Share us. And we'll be back next week with our new episode. Catch you then. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate and share our show on whatever platform you are listening on. A big thank you to our fanfic authors for giving us their wonderful stories to share with the world. Please give kudos and support to this week's entry through our show notes. This has been Loosely Cannon, and catch you on the flip side.